have you gotten to that point in your art business where you're asking yourself, how much do I charge for my art? Where do I start with getting wholesale customers? Where do I begin with getting my stuff out there? And do I sell directly or do I work on consignment? Well, today on episode 102 of the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, I am going to tackle these questions and more. Like we said, you've got questions and we've got answers. So let's get started. Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, the podcast to inspire you and bring you the kickstart you need to crush it in the art industry. We'll bring you creative insights, inspiring interviews, and valuable resources, art marketing, along with decades of experience to provide you the strategic approach to unleash your creative talents and rock your inner entrepreneur. Now, your creatively energetic host, Sonia Paz. Greetings, friends and listeners. Sonia Paz here, your host and creator of the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. And we are on episode 102. And I would like to wish everyone a belated happy 4th of July. I decided to not have an episode here last week because time just got away from me. I actually thought I had a week left of June and that was not the case. So I was scrambling, trying to come up with the uh, getting the notes together for this episode, and it just didn't happen. And of course, yet again, just as soon as I think that I'm getting caught up on my social media and making some progress on making some of my processes more easier and more streamlined for me, boom, Facebook does it to me again, and I ended up having to backtrack and recategorize and reformat some of the ads that I do for a lot of the things that I've been working on. Now, I did attend a really great webinar from my friend Lee Lonitz of Design for Sight. He had actually had a really great Facebook Live webinar on the new Instagram TV, And that was another thing that I decided I wanted to delve into and get set up and start learning and get myself a process for that so that I can start doing more and more videos and show me doing some of the work that I do, making some of my jewelry, doing some of my creations, uh, working on some projects like the art journaling classes and all different kinds of things. And of course, for those of you who have been listening, know that I started my online courses on Skillshare about a month ago, and so just trying to keep things on that plateau, rocking and rolling and smooth sailing going forward. Now, as you all know, just like the intro said, you've got questions, we've got answers, so I am going to address a really amazing email that I received last week from... Actually, a friend of mine, Mary Madrano, who's in the Bend, Oregon area. We've known each other for, oh my God, probably, I want to say since about 2002 or 2003. She sent me an email a couple of weeks ago, and she's been working on a calendar. She's done a ton of these dog portraits. In fact, she had done one portrait of my little dog, Sammy, 
And she's putting together a calendar for 2019 and had some basic questions on a few different things. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the questions that she's asked and how I went ahead and answered those. I love the way that she wrote this email to me. And I'm going to go ahead and read this to you that um, she says to me, I thought about you 50 times while making this calendar. And I kept saying to Sam, Sam is her husband, Sonia would know what to do. No wonder Sonia has peeps helping her. Sonia gets her retail and wholesale gig going. I wonder what Sonia would charge for this. How does Sonia have good reps? Would Sonia stay local or national? And she basically writes here, you get the point. And she's still learning about selling to retailers and reached out to me to help her sort of unravel this mystery, which we call wholesale, um, wholesale selling. I took the time and I gladly wrote her back. And I want to go ahead and kind of talk a little bit about what I had told her. Now, I used to have a whole team. I used to have an entire team, nationwide team, and actually a few representatives selling my work overseas. And it is not for the weary. That is all I'm going to tell you. You have to manufacture and you have to make a lot of samples for the reps. Now, finding a rep to create appointments and that type of stuff is really a lot easier when you have a product line. And at the time, I had close to 700 products. I was manufacturing watches. We had about 30 watch styles at one point. I had mini pop art. I had pillows. I had clocks. I had jewelry. I had one-of-a-kind pieces of art. I had dozens and dozens of matted print styles. I want to say we had close to ooh, 200 different styles of art prints that I was that we were doing by special order. And oh my gosh, it was it was a lot. And we had to come up with catalogs. We had to come up with sales sheets. We had to come up with price structures. And of course, we had to come up with contracts for each and every one of those representatives. So my advice to Mary was basically start small and just kind of open up the doors and just kind of, you know, I don't want to say do it yourself, but in so many words, do it yourself getting reps and finding, or actually getting retailers and finding those retailers to start believing in you. They want to know about you. It's it's definitely something that takes a lot of time. I, at the time that we were doing all of this, and I want to say that was anywhere between, it was around between 2004 to 2012, somewhere in that time frame. I mean, we had dozens, and I'm not kidding, we had dozens of reps. Some were great, some were not. And there were some horror stories that go along with the the have the have nots per se. And um, you know, these are people who were not only repping me, but probably good, you know, fifty or sixty other lines, which means thousands and thousands of products. Um these reps were winery-related reps. They'd go to different wineries. There were specialty gift boutique reps. We had reps that went only to museum stores. And we had just real niche. We kind of narrowed it down. And we worked with an agency. And, you know, not you could tell these people a hundred times how your product should be sold, you know, what is the right market, what are the, great, the right price points and all that stuff. But 
they're repping so many lines that it's really hard for them to retain all that information. You have to have it completely and easily put into a style of sales sheet that they can basically communicate to with the customer. At one point, we had over 75 retailers across the United States, and that was from the top of Washington all the way down to Southern California, across to all the way to Rhode Island. We had down to Florida and a whole variety of places in between. Mark, my husband, and I were busting our butt out there in doing tons of different shows from Art Expo International to wholesale shows in Chicago, you know, in and out of New York for different types of events. They had their stationary shows and retailers and specialty. We, we, we even, I think we even landed at a specialty food show for something because of our, the wine related work and how that would have fit into so many of the wineries and specialty gift basket companies and foodie places and all kinds of stuff. But, um, you know, here we were. It was it was crazy. We were filling orders. We were filling hundreds of orders a month. And I, as much as it, it sounds great, it was a lot of work, everyone. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. It was insane at some points. And of course, you're having to manage these reps and you know, they may not have gotten something right the way that the case minimums or the case packs were done. So we have to communicate. And at times we had to communicate directly with the, the retailer or, you know, for the wholesale. And, you know, that was one thing that I get asked often is how do you come up with a wholesale price? Well, what I had told Mary is that, you know, you have your initial costs and you need to come up with a price that is going to be suitable for you in order to do wholesale. Doing something on custom work is really hard to do for wholesale because the way that it has to be packaged and priced, you should have things ready to go. Because when the orders come in, they need to ship out pretty quickly. So that's where we had a crew of people at my studio in Santa Clara. We were making clocks, we were packaging watches, we were putting together matted prints, doing a ton of framing, a ton of matting. It was, it was quite a production. And, you know, as much as it is really thrilling to have your name printed on glossy, beautiful packaging, it's a lot to take on. It's a lot to have your name up in lights like I had at the Gallery in Campbell. And, and I'm saying that literally. And if you look to my old postings on my Facebook page from when I had the gallery, you'll see the whole storefront, it was 2,300 square foot. And we were still, even though we had a gallery, I refer to that as a working gallery, which meant that we were constantly producing and shipping products out of that location for all areas of the United States and overseas. But yeah, there was a lot of pressure. My name is on the line. It's tough being a brand at some times. Sometimes I sit in my office, I look around and I think, God, I feel really blessed to have this but then I, I kind of feel, gosh, you know, that's, it was, it's a lot to take on. It was at the time when we were selling so many products and all that, it, it was really overwhelming with a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of hair falling out and all different kinds of things. And no one really understands and gets it until you're actually sort of in the hole, the trenches of all of that. Now, we being that we were wholesaling from 2004 to roughly 2012 or so, 
there was a lot of great retailers that hung on for a long time. And of course, we are still wholesaling, but a lot of the wholesaling we were doing happened around that time period because of the volume of retailers that we had at the time. But around 2008, 2009, a couple of different things happened. A lot of the retailers that were, you know, tried and true to us and we were dedicated to them had to close their doors for one reason or another. Another thing that happened is that you get a lot of the buyers at a lot of these established retailers and they go on to bigger and better things or they, they've moved on or retired or done different type of business. So they get new buyers in and sometimes the new buyers, they have built relationships with other retailers and they want to swap out some of the inventory and that's totally understandable. That happens. Um, it was a little sad in some of them because I really, really loved working with certain people. But, you know, that's just, that's change. Got to embrace it. Sometimes we don't like it. And sometimes you just got to say, hey, you know, it was a good ride and we're just going to kind of muddle through and, and build new relationships. And that is completely fine. Now, one thing I want to talk to you about that I had explained in detail to Mary was that there's two things here. Whenever you are wholesaling to your customer, you should not be underselling your retailer. Let's say, um, let's say you're sent, you're making a matted print and you're set, you're wholesaling that, let's say for $15. It's a small print. <laughs> Let me just say that it's not a giant print. I'm just using these numbers as a kind of to round this off. You wholesale for $15. You're you know, you want to sell in case minimums, whether that's 12, 24, 48, 36, whatever it is, keep your minimums manageable because you don't want to be creating a whole lot of work for yourself. Have a wholesale price that you're comfortable with. So if you're selling it for 15, you go ahead and you can suggest what the retailer will sell it at. They may sell it at 30 and make double what they've, they've covered their cost and then made double, you know, $15 on top of that. But a lot of people will sell it, let's say for $35. And actually $35 is a good price point. It's just, you know, a generalized great price point. It's over 25, it's under 50, it kind of lands right in the middle and it works really, really well. Now, if you're selling that to a retailer and they're selling it for 30 or $35, you do not want to sell that for $28.95 or $29.95 or even $30. You should be selling it on your website through your place of business at, let's say, $37.50 or $40. There's nothing more frustrating for a retailer to lose business because your customer thinks that they can go and buy that product at your site cheaper, so why not? People are on their smartphones all the time. They are shopping you up. They're seeing who can get the best deal. You want to drive business to your retailers. You want to make sure that your retailers are succeeding because if they're not succeeding with selling your stuff, you will not be getting orders and that relationship is fizzled. Now, the other burning question is, do I sell a consignment? Well, I'm the first one to tell you I've done this all. <laughs> I have sold on consignment. I have sold on you know, direct wholesale relationships. And I'm going to ask you one question. Would you send somebody a box of your gift items to sell or your jewelry, your matted prints, your, you know, photography, whatever, and take a gamble that they're going to put it out? No. <laughs> 
if you are working on consignment with a retailer, who are you to say whether or where they should be putting your display? I am not a fan of consignment. I'm the first one to tell you that savvy business is sexy. When you tell someone, I don't do consignment, but we do wholesale retail, it's going to land you in the winning seat because they have a vested interest now of their financial investment that they have purchased your items. Now it's up to them to merchandise it, to display it, and to really get it out there and promote it because they don't want to lose money. But if you're sending something to them and you say, here you go, even though you have a contract that you're going to be doing consignment with this company for three months or six months or whatever, you don't know. Unless you're traveling the world, checking up on them, you don't know if they're getting it out there. And I will tell you what happened to me early, early on in the game when I did this with a company that was only about an hour and a half away. It was a uh, gift shop in Carmel. And I, at the time, lived in San Jose. So I talked to the owner of the company or the of the shop. She was super excited, said this would be great. She picked some things from the website. We packaged them up. We shipped them out. And I want to say it was about $250 in wholesale orders. I followed up with her about a month later, followed up with her about two months later. And finally, I got her on the phone about the fourth or fifth month because we got busy. We were huge. We were hugely, incredibly busy with shows and stuff. All of a sudden, she responds to me. She said, this stuff's not selling. I'm sending it back. And I said, well, you know what? Let me, you're only an hour and a half away. I can come out. Well, maybe I can help you merchandise it. She goes, no, I'm really busy. I'm just, I'm, I've already sent it back. So she, she sent it back. I got it in the mail. Okay. She never even opened the box. I mean, she may have opened the box, but there was nothing unpacked. The packing list was still in there. All the merchandise was in there and they never even opened the box. So here it was that one, we busted our butt to get this order done for her. They never opened it. So that was time and effort on our part that went nowhere. They didn't put it out. So she basically wasn't very truthful in the fact that she couldn't sell it because she didn't even put it out there and no skin off her nose other than 20 bucks to send it back to us. But it was a huge lesson learned. And I'm glad I learned that lesson early on in the game because it was it was hurtful and it was a shock and it was kind of a punch in the throat. I thought, you know, I thought we had this great relationship. She didn't even take it out and everything was completely packaged because I have a way of packaging our stuff and I know exactly how it was, but didn't even have time to get dust on her shelf. When I say that when you boost up your A game by becoming an actual valid retailer and build a relationship with your retail customers selling wholesale, you will be more proud of yourself and you will able to see what kind of success that those retailers are having and having with your product. So that is actually it for today. Um, I want to say thank you again to Mary Medrano. She is my dear friend. We've, um, we've gone and visited them when they've you know, after they moved to Bend, Oregon, she was living here in San Jose and built her her art business in San Jose. And I'm really glad that she reached out and asked all these questions. I'm thrilled that Mary would think, what would Sonia do? <laughs> I might actually even start a new segment of my uh, podcast with, with that. 
But many kudos to her. She is online and she is also on Facebook and has her own website. She has amazing, amazing artwork. I want everyone to sort of keep that in mind. Next week, I have the honor of having on the Rockstar Mentor podcast, my good friend, Anne Luke. She's out of Chicago, Illinois. She is another pop artist. She has been on a similar journey as I have, and we kind of ride the same carnival ride, no pun intended. When you hear the interview, you'll know what I'm talking about. But um, her life experiences help anchor the way that her art has been directed, and and she's just an amazing person. And so that interview is scheduled on for next week's um, Rockstar Mentor podcast, and that will be episode 103. All right, everyone, have a great week. I cannot say enough to keep cool because it is hot out there. And again, for all of you who have subscribed and wrote in and have been so supportive of the Rockstar Mentor podcast, I really, really appreciate everything. I appreciate all your emails. And, you know, if you would love to support the show, we are on Patreon. Listen up to the very tail end of this episode and you will learn how not only can you subscribe to our podcast, but how you can support the show. And uh, I hope you all have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast today. I am Sonia Paz, your host and creator of this podcast, and the purpose of this show is to bring you my experience and expertise on how to run your own creative artistic business. I have been creating art a long time, and through all this time, I have developed my own retail line of products that I have sold through my retail gallery, my website, and through specialty retailers and galleries throughout the U.S. I developed this podcast to help you, the creative entrepreneur and small business person that you are, so you can be confident and successful with your business. There are dozens of helpful episodes with amazing free advice, interviews with savvy business professionals, so you can learn and experience from their voices of wisdom as well. Be sure to look for me on Facebook.com slash Rockstar Mentor, Twitter.com Crush It Mentor, and Instagram.com Rockstar Mentor. You can also reach out directly to me at Mentor at RockstarMentor.com. And if you're looking to learn how to expand your business, please visit RockstarMentor.com. I have a ton of great resources and all of the show notes for every episode is in the blog section of the website. If you love the podcast but feel that you need some more one-on-one -on -one coaching, connect with me. You can reach me directly at mentor at rockstarmentor.com. I answer each and every email, and I want to make sure that I can get you on the right track. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that in a couple of ways. You can visit patreon.com slash rockstarmentor and donate as little as $1 a month. It just helps with some of the logistics on getting this podcast out to you for free. And if you really like the show and want to give us some serious podcast love, you can make a one-time donation by visiting paypal.me slash Sonia Paz. Be sure to subscribe and tune in each week to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast by visiting our website. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Tune in or however you listen to your podcasts. 
You can even listen to our podcast direct from our website. If you like the podcast and get value from it, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. This also helps us gain more traction and lets other creative folks and entrepreneurs like yourself discover the Rockstar Mentor. Plus, it's always super cool to give great reviews. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we look forward to talking to you later.